hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Proclaim Podcast. It feels so good to be back, and I'm really looking forward for you to hear today's conversation. Last week, you heard from Brandon Walker, and today I have his wife, Sherry, on to chat about hearing God's voice, calling her to missions, to homeschooling, and to raising her kids. If you know Sherry, you love Sherry, so I'm so excited for this conversation with Sherry Walker. It feels so good to be back, though, from having you guys back in town and now us back in town, too. It's like, oh, it's normal. But then I just saw an ad for, like, uh, one of the stores I follow on Instagram. They have, uh, they're they're releasing their Christmas stuff. And I'm like, it's about to get into full drive. (laughs) Crazy season. Anyway. Sherry, thank you for coming on today and talking to us. I'm so excited Thanks to talk for to you. Me. Yep. I was telling I, for people listening, I, I was saying before we started recording, I'm so excited because I know you're such a you have the <laughs> gift of talking and the gift of <laughs> speaking to where I feel like I'm, I'm just sometimes I don't feel as relaxed. It's sitting in this chair asking questions, but today I'm feeling good. Well, the irony in that is when I was like a kid, wondering what I was going to be when I grew up, I wanted to be a country singer. (laughs) And I was like, I even prayed, God, I will sing to thousands, but please don't make me speak to them. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. And now I speak way more than I sing. But (laughs) that's so funny because I feel like out of all of us on stage, because you're on the worship team with us as well. I feel like you're the most comfortable, like speaking right. off the cuff. I, I would have never guessed that. I know. God has a sense of humor. Yes, he does. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and um, before we dive in today? with Sure. Sure. I am Sherry Walker. I am married to Brandon that's been on here a few times already. <laughs> um, we have three kids. Uh, he is one of the pastors here at South Fork. Mm-hmm. I homeschool our kids, and I help one day a week, Michelle, with all the secretary stuff that we do and stay very busy. Yes. I feel like anytime you have kids who are school age and they're involved in activities, it's like your busyness just increases like sevenfold, especially when you have three of them all close to the same age. Right. Right. Can you talk to to us about... um, how you came to know Jesus and how um, that relationship has evolved since, because we were talking earlier, you, uh, your family's, your dad's a pastor. He yes. still is a pastor. Yes. And he was whenever you were growing up as right. well. So can you talk about how uh, the role of Jesus has been in your life and how that's evolved? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was constant. I mean, from the time I was in the womb, I was in church if the doors were open. That mm-hmm. was just a standard you did not waver from. Um, they talked about Jesus at home. We studied the Bible together. Like it was always, everything was about Jesus mm-hmm. my whole entire life. So that's just all I knew. Mm-hmm. And gosh, there was, there was a time when I remember there was this poster at our church. I was at the same church for, uh, 14 years. So my dad pastored the same little small country church. It is will forever hold a special, special place in my heart. The people there were amazing. Uh I love the chance to go visit there anytime I can. But 
we had a Lottie Moon poster up on the door. And I remember I was on my way to Sunday school and I was pushing this door open. I was like 10. Uh There's this missionary. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I'll be a missionary one day. And then it was just this fleeting thought, but it stuck. Like God pricked my heart that day. Uh But it seemed so far off and like something that, you know, someone else could do. But it was a lifetime of serving in another country, you know, like a full-time missionary. I didn't know that short-term missions really existed back then. So when I was eight years old, we were in a revival. All my family was there. And at the, I was playing with my little cousin, you know, they were Uh very strict about, you know, pay attention. You don't talk. Well, my little cousin was there and she's super cute. Uh And I'm like talking to her and playing. Well, one of my dearest friends and my first cousin went forward at the end of the service. And that was another God prick moment. Like, I felt like he said, tonight was meant for you too, but you weren't listening to me. Mm. So the whole, that night, you know, I was praying and asking for forgiveness. And the whole next day I was like, I'm going to listen to you tonight, Lord. I'm going to go forward if you tell me to go forward. (laughs) So that night at that revival, my whole family was there again. My grandparents were there, my aunts, my Uh cousins. And I did go forward that night. And it was special. You know, my dad was the pastor. He was the one that led me to salvation and um, prayed the sinner's prayer. And then he baptized me in a creek in November. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We were just talking about the beach of in Myrtle Beach being right? cold in October. Yes. No, a creek in Greene County in November. I think yes. that's it. Was so cold, and it was all three of us: my friend, my cousin, myself. And it had come a big storm the day before. Mm-hmm. The creek was up. The current was big. It had rained all morning, thundered, and they weren't sure we were going to be able to go because you know lightning, not yeah. a good idea, right? But. We did go. The current was high enough. The deacons stood between us and held our hands. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's like, bring your floaties. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. My my legs would kind of float up. Like, one of the deacons was like, I'm really glad you had us go out there. I think we'd have lost her. (laughs) (laughs) But we all got baptized. And I remember when we all stepped out of the water, there was this huge rumble of thunder. And it was like God was there. You know, he was giving us his stamp of approval. And it's my entire life. I can look back and see God was there and God was there. And he has always been present. And all I've always been able to see that uh-huh. to the point I've never had to doubt that Jesus is God's son. You know, his word is so good and so wonderful. And it's just he has always been there. Yeah. Now I have strayed. I'm so far from perfect. <laughs> Do not mistake that. But I've always seen him, no matter where I was at mentally, he has been there. Do you feel like that's a gift that that God has given you, like the ability to see him so clearly? Because when I think of people, and, I th- and this is one of the things I wanted to say before we got started, but I also didn't. I've heard people also make the comment, like, Sherry is just always so in tune <laughs> with the spirit. Like, Sherry is so in tune with God, or Sherry is so encouraging, or always has a smile on her face. Like, people have said that. That's not something right. that I'm, like, <laughs> making up here. I right. do agree with them. But... <laughs> But do you feel like that's a gift that you have to understand, like that discernment of like, 
oh, God is right here with me, or this is what God is telling me. Because I struggle with that sometimes. I struggle right. with seeing that. Do you feel right. like that's a gift? I do. And I think it, it also came with the way I was raised. They always pointed me to that. Mm-hmm. Anytime I was going through anything, my mom and dad were like, they showed me, look, Jesus did that. God was here and he showed you that. So I feel like I feel like it was just something ingrained in me from the very beginning. Now, it could have been a gift that they have just constantly Honed. grown. Yeah. But it's just it's just how I've been. I don't know what it is. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm thankful for it because I think that's one of the things that you I know anecdotally, I don't want to make this about, you know, me, but that's one of the things that I look up to you for is I know that you are able to see those things. And whenever I have a hard time seeing those things, you you can kind of right. point those out. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thankful for it. Whatever yeah. it is, I'm thankful for right. it. Well, I, I, you people have the fair weather friends and whatever. I'm the severe weather friend. I feel like I just <laughs> swoop in there when times I are bad. That. Like, <laughs> severe weather friend. <laughs> Oh, but that's so good. But, you know, it's so I do feel like that is a gift. I can usually sense when someone needs to be reminded and uh-huh. I can kind of point them back to that light. Mm. So. I love that. <laughs> so talk about how, you know, you touched on missions and you talked about what was what was your first mission trip? My first mission trip was when I was 18 years old and we had just found South Fork. We'd started coming here Mm -hmm. and I had just graduated, but was plugging in with the youth group. Okay. And they went to North Carolina that summer. So I'd been here about six months and that, that was all it took. I was on fire for missions ever since. Mm. So what'd you all do while you were there? That time we did a lot of Bible school stuff. We went into nursing homes, um, just a lot of outreach. Like it wasn't like an infuge where things were planned. Like this was something Michelle had found a church that needed help and we went and helped that church. Okay. So that was our first trip. I didn't even know that that trip. Yeah. That happened. Do you know yeah. how many you've been on or have you kept count or um I know I didn't I, I didn't not. prep you for any <laughs> and that's another thing. I've I we were talking about beforehand. Normally when people come on, I'll have a list of questions. So <laughs> off the cuff this is like true conversation like no not prompted (laughs) but but probably more than you know more than 10 well I've been to Ghana six times okay so then I went on two youth trips Mm -hmm. back then um I went to Montana I went to Colorado several times so I'd say we're close to 15 yeah closer to 15 to 20 be my guess have there been any that stand out to you so much where you where it was like God is here like or any crazy any mission trip story you want to share? The one that always stands out the most and I think it was well I don't know what it was. When God called me to go to Ghana the first time, like up until that point I was like many other people that have come up to me and said, "Oh, I'll never be able to do that." Mm-hmm. That was me. I was like there's no way he would never call me to go there. I, at the time I had, um, Emma was not even a year old. Landon okay. was between one and two years old. So that put Alyssa at five or no, 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 no. She would have been. Yeah. Five. Anyway, they were tiny. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so the thought of leaving them period was a big deal. 
And that is when God chose to start whispering Africa to my heart. And at the time, we did not have a team going. It wasn't it wasn't like now where every year you expect a team to be going over there. Yeah. It was more year and a half, two years, they would start bringing it up. And we actually had a team over in China at the time. So everybody's talking about China and this and that and what's going on over there. And um, I just, every morning when my feet hit the floor, I heard Africa. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I'm like, okay, that was weird. The first morning. Uh-huh. The second morning it happened, I'm like, okay, this is so, so strange. And at the time, I had quit my job when Emma was born. Uh-huh. So we were down to one income. We were trying to adjust to that. Nine months later, Brandon had gotten let go from his job. So he was unemployed at the time. And so, you know, it made zero sense yeah. for me to even consider going a city away, much less a country away. (laughs) So across the ocean. But I remember the third morning that happened, Brandon was in the living room and I just walked in. I said, has anybody been talking about Africa? I just keep thinking about it. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Uh Like, no, no one's talking about Africa. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I just continued with the thought and all the reasons why this did not make sense mm-hmm. in my life right now. Like, you have got the wrong person, Lord, because nothing in my life lines up with what a missionary that's going to Africa needs to have going on in their life. But, um, you know, he does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And the team came back from the trip that they were on, and they were giving their talk about what all had happened where they were. And at the very end, Jonathan said, I know there are people in this room called to missions, and I know God is specifically telling someone to go to Ghana. And you need to find Michelle before this service ends and tell her whenever that next trip happens, you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's like, what were you? What okay, you... I hear you, Lord. <laughs> so... So I did. I thought I was off the hook. She was not in her normal seat. And I'm like, okay, totally misheard that. Yeah. And I turn around and she's right behind me. And oh, I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, no kidding. This is going to happen. So I did talk to her. Um, the Lord provided every penny that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, down to the last $20. Like by that time, it had, a year had passed, and I was we. He had a job at that point, and things were okay. But I was like, Lord, I could really use twenty more dollars. And I went to the mailbox, and someone had sent a card with a twenty dollar bill in it. Like within a thirty minute window of me praying that prayer, the twenty dollars was chills. in my hands. Yeah. So you know, he just showed me every step of the way. This is where you're supposed to be. And that was the trip where I fully relied on him because I had no clue what to expect. Yeah. And so it was just super, super special. I felt like I remember walking down this path and knowing every step I took, he was taking it with me. Mm -hmm. And his presence was just so tangible. I could feel him there. Yeah. So that one stands out the most because that was the biggest leap of faith I had ever taken up till then. And he showed up in a mighty, mighty way. Mm. Do you like, do you remember 
or do you like write these down whenever you know you have these such clear moments i'm sure that one's so big that that one's easy to go right. back to in your head or do, like do you have to write them down to remember or? now on our trips i do try to write down what's happening because everything is happening so fast yeah that at the end of the day, I try to sit down and write it out, especially the Ghana trips. Mm -hmm. I do not do as great at that on the day to day basis. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't. I've, I've never been good at journaling at all. But yes. I think that that's such a. Whenever I, I just imagine that that's where you've had so many of those like experiences, right. like where you feel. I just didn't know if it. I have noticed like. In the moments where that moment comes in handy as something to tell someone, mm -hmm. like it comes back. Mm. Like even when I can't remember it, it does just pop back into my mind. So God does bring them to me when I need them. Yeah. But to just sit here and regurgitate them all, no, they are not in a book that I yeah. can <laughs> readily grab. <laughs> Go to chapter three, my right. child. <laughs> so do you want to, I want to also want to know, because you are one of um, the people I think of whenever I think of people who homeschool. I know you've been doing that for long before the pandemic. Yes. And how I want to talk about how you, one, got involved with that with your kids. And two, if God has taught you anything through that or sure. shown you anything through that. Yeah, um, this is our 11th year. Alyssa is a junior this year, <laughs> which is insane. But um, the truth is, it was around that same time that God was calling me to go to Ghana. Um, I had quit my job in May when Emma was born and realized that in August, Alyssa has to start school. And my heart's desire, outside of being a country singer one day... <laughs> My only other desire was to be a mom mm -hmm. and to be at home with my kids like my mom was home with me. Mm -hmm. And I finally made that a reality just to send her away yeah. three months later. And I just it broke my heart. So that was the time I was like, OK, there has to be another option. God did not fulfill this desire in me for it to just vanish that quickly. So I started praying about other options and what else could we do and Homeschool has become more and more of a thing that people are turning yeah. to. Back then, I knew one other family that had started the year before that. And so it wasn't something everyone was doing and that everyone was accepting. Yeah. So I was really nervous about even telling our parents what we were thinking about because it just didn't have a good light on it at yeah. the time. But the more Brandon and I talked about it, the more we prayed about it, I knew that was what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So there was a class that met just down the road from our house, like half a mile. And I live in the middle of nowhere. Nothing is ever half a mile from my <laughs> house, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just one of, another one of those God moments where it's like, here's all the information you need. They were having a homeschool Q&A. Mm -hmm. So it was like the weekend after I'd finally got the nerve to tell our families about it. And one of our family members saw it in the paper and it's like, maybe you should go to that. Yeah. So through that, I was able to meet other families close to us that were either considering it or had already done it for a few years. Um, we ended up forming a small co-op that year at that church that kind of helped us get on our feet. So we did that for three or four years 
Can you say what a co-op is just for yes. people who don't might not know? It is a group of homeschool families that work together. Then we were doing like enrichment things. It was an art class or a sign language class or I did a creative ministries class. It was just extra so that your kids are interacting with other kids and you're able to interact with other moms and get ideas of what's going on. Um, but it's a volunteer army. Gotcha. So we participated with that. Now we're a part of a much larger one in Elizabethtown where they even help with the academic classes. And um, those have just been an absolute godsend. Mm -hmm. But the verse that we picked out, you have to name your homeschool. You have to send in paperwork that you are going to homeschool. Um, ours is called Leah Academy, which is the initials of all three kids. Mm -hmm. And then we chose a verse that was our school verse. And we picked Colossians 2.2. 2. It says that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So I wanted that to be our mission, that we would be knit together. We would be a close group, a close family, and that our mission would always be Christ and understanding him more before we understood any of the other subjects that we focused on Christ. Mm. So that has been our call for the last 11 years yeah. to Christ first and then all the other things that God's put in them. Do you feel like that by having that as their center, do you feel the same or do you think that your kids are, are kind of taking that similar path? Like how you said whenever you were growing up, like you were, your family was always focused on God, always focused on like, turn, do you see that in your kids now from a, a mom's perspective, you know, parenting them? Do you see that how they've grown in that? Yes, I definitely do. Now they are like any other kids. They are not perfect, but you know, I see them go get their Bible on their own and I see them praying for their friends. You know, it's those little steps. And then this year we've even seen them stepping out, all three of them going on mission trips. Mm -hmm. So we saw that a few years ago with Alyssa. She chose, she felt Colorado was her call and she turned 13 in uh -huh. Colorado because that was where she wanted to be that. And it was I never wanted my kids to think it was fun. Like we were doing this because it was a vacation. Yeah. So I was really hard on her when she said she wanted to go because I, I just didn't know what she was thinking. Right. So I remember I just sat down. I said, okay, you want to go to this meeting tonight, but why? And I remember she just broke down in tears. And I'm like, okay, this is more than just fun to her. <laughs> you know? so she's like, I just know it's what I'm supposed to do. So... So we went to the meeting and she made that trip twice before COVID and everything changed. You know, yeah. the world turned upside yeah. down. <laughs> but yeah. then this year, um, it was Landon. He felt called to go to Eastern Kentucky. So we talked to him the same way. You know, this is not for fun. This is to tell people about Christ. And he was the same way. I don't think he cried, but he was like, <laughs> I know, mom, this is where I'm supposed to go. So, yeah. so he did. And then uh, Emma, I mean, she, she really rocked us. She wanted to go to Ghana. Yeah. And she, that happened with her in 2020 when everything is at a shutdown standstill. She said, mom, I'm supposed to go to Africa. And I'm like, 
maybe I just don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. So I said, you know, let's just tell Michelle. When I was supposed to go, there wasn't a trip planned either. We'll just tell her and go from there. So that's what we did. And then she was on the team with me in 2021, fell through because of all the things that were happening. It just wasn't a safe time for kids to be going that going there. So all the parents and kids that were going pulled out of that trip. And then that's when the Crusaders were born. And so we were able to accomplish that trip this year. Yeah. And so it has been a year of missions for our family. And it has fulfilled another desire of my heart that has just been amazing. (laughs) Do you feel like the, I mean, what, what does that because whenever I think of, and of course my kids are in completely different stages than, than yours, but <laughs> like, it's, is it hard to let go and let them, I know you went with, with right. them too, but still letting them, you know, grow their faith and, and like, cause there's, I'm sure there's part that wants to hold on to the reins, but then right. there's a part that, you know, you got to let them yes. go and do and experience that. What's that been like? Torture. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing that I love to watch, Mm -hmm. but it is also really, really hard. I didn't think I was that controlling until I had to let go. (laughs) 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 But no, they, I mean, they amaze me every time. And I just have to go back and say, you know what? God's got them. He's the one that's got them to this point. It's not me as much as I would like to take credit And that was really, it's the same thing I had to go to the first time I got on a plane to go to Ghana. It was hard to leave a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and a Mm five-year-old. And I just had to come to that peace in my heart. And I feel like God even told me, you didn't keep them alive all this time. I did. Mm -hmm. And I will keep them alive while you go and do what I've told you to do. And you just come on back home. But so I remind myself of that moment. Let I remember the revelation of, okay, he's letting me have this part in their life, but he's really the one that's got the reins. Yeah. So mm. I do. I try. I don't. Alyssa will tell you I don't let go enough, but <laughs> <laughs> I do try, and I am getting better. Yeah. Well, practice makes perfect. That's right. right. <laughs> so, is there anything else today that? that we've talked about or that we haven't touched on that you do want to talk about while we're. The only thing is, you know, I don't want to ever leave a conversation without saying Jesus is God's son. He died on the cross because he loves us Mm -hmm. and he forgives you for whatever you have done. Mm -hmm. So let him be your savior. That's good. I love you, Sherry. I love you so much. No, I think you make me want to cry sometimes. So I'll just end it there. Thank you. (laughs) Sherry, thank you so much for talking to us today. I I am so thankful for you and the role that you've played in our lives. And um, a lot of, you know, people look up to you. And I I just want you to know that. And I appreciate it. I love you guys, too. (laughs) I love being a part of our team. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 